Fast pace, real issues, pulling no punches. It's time for the bottom line. Welcome everybody back to the bottom line. Again today with us is Philippa Boyan. So excited to have her. It's a great show. We are going to talk about identity and purpose. Here we go. Philippa, it's great to have you back. Um, I, I know so many people who listened to the first uh, episode of the new series said, it's so good when you guys are together, you play off each other well. And, and I, I was thinking, I hope so. <laughs> <laughs> Only been married for 14 years, so I hope I hope so. I ho- you know, But it's always great to have you on because I say that I had the benefit, and I do have the benefit of talking to you and getting your perspective of things. And I always say if people would, you know, have the opportunity to listen to you, um, they'd be a lot wiser, a lot smarter, because you do take some very unique angles on on topics, such as this one. The topic we're covering is purpose and identity. Last week, I swung the Louisville slugger (laughs) and said, come on, we're weak. And so many said, yep, we agree, and we need to toughen up. But honestly, it's also about direction. It's not just about saying, well, I'm going to be tough. You know, it, mm-hmm. It's about actually doing things according to what we're called to do. And so um, when I say, when I just say this, we want people to have purpose and know their identity. What comes to mind for you right away? Um. Well, first, you're, you're very kind, um, but and I love doing this. I think the biggest thing that stands out for me is um, without vision, people perish. And, you know, I think for most of my life, and I did talk about this on the, that first episode of season two, um, just I lived in a lot of depression, and it really was I didn't know why I woke up in the morning. That was really one of the biggest things. Um, and I know so many people that struggle with that too. Just why am I here? And I think until you have that answer, um, it makes it harder to get up in the morning. Um, and I I just, I have that desire that everyone know there's a reason why they're here. Um, for sure. Yeah, I th- well, you know, we, we we know that teenagers today, a couple of things, they, critical things they fear. Number one is losing a parent. Mm. We know that uh, through studies that they, they're really afraid of losing a parent. And I think there's a lot to be said about that because, partic- of course, anybody, you know, nobody wants to lose family members. But the particular fear or the fact that it's prevalent, it's in their frontal cortex, they're thinking about it often, they don't want to lose a parent. I relate to actually because I was raised without a father. And so for me, there was a time when I was younger where I go, well, my mom, you know, what what happens if there's no mom? But then it went. I think it wasn't long. It was just for a moment. But I think today's culture, they particularly fear that because they're afraid of who's going to take care of me. Well, and, I th- and I really think it's the safety net issue, right? And, and, I'm, and I'm talking here about we're not talking about purpose and identity you know, being a safety net or not following your purpose or seeking your identity because you want a safety net. Mm. I think we're in such a safety net society right now where a big fear for the teenagers, it's 
well, I'm worried, well, what if I lose the stability? But we're also seeing it in, you know, in, in the fact that they're not willing to go take a a minimum wage job or a job that is a decent paying job because there's this fear of, you know, not having enough or not making enough. And so I think some people for me that I talk to, when you really talk about identity, and when I'm talking about, you ask, most people, you ask them, who are you? They're going to tell you what they do. That's so true. Yeah. Who are you? I'm, yeah. a, I'm a lawyer. That's not who you are. That's what you do. Who are you? I'm the son of so-and-so. My name is, you know, John Smith. I live here. Now, that's your name. I'll ask you your name if I want to know what your name is. Who who are you is a completely different question. And I think very few people can actually honestly answer, who am I? And I think also that's why we saw what we saw last year, just to get real, bottom line, where yeah. people will jump on a gravy train or on a train to go burn down a city, right, in Chaz and Shop in Portland, and you stop them on the side of the street and you go, listen, just quickly, why are you doing this? And there's no answer. Or, it's just it's just new spin and rhetoric and and, it's yeah. just, and and I go these are folks who are s- desperately looking for identity and they'll just jump on any moving train well, did, for a purpose. Did the whole thing with with fear too and um, yeah, there's a there's a lot of that. You know, um, I think it's really important that going back to that study it's not just death of a parent, but even like loss of a parent through divorce or things like that. Um, that was one of them. One of them was never finding somebody to love. And the other one was never finding your purpose. Never finding your purpose. Yeah. Yeah. And that's uh, a fear for millennials and Gen Zers. A predominant, one of the top three fears is I don't know why I'm here. I don't know what I'm supposed to do. And, and now, and now you juxtapose, sorry, you juxtapose yeah. that with culture wanting to tell them who they are. Oh, yeah. Culture wanting to completely contort their identity and 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 create identity confusion, right? Or give them an identity or force them in a direction. Yeah. It's far easier for them just to pick up an identity. And say, okay, I am this. I'm this now. I'm now part of this movement. Or I'm now, and I you think know. That's why you see so many people, like the amount of career changes that have happened, Um People that, you know, they'll get a degree and then they're, they're not doing that at all um, years later. Um, you can see that in the gender fluidity and it's just, it's, you can see that people are never satisfied with trying to be something that, um, because they're they picking it up. Yeah, yeah, because they're picking it up off the shelf. Yeah. It's a living someone else's dream. They're living someone else's, you know, it's like, it's almost like, you know, they're so desperately looking. And, and and by the way, we're all born this way. We're all born with a need to fill a hole, with a need to find purpose, with a need to find our place, to discover our talent, our ability. We're all, we are, we're born into sin. And I think ultimately it's God that fills that hole. It's the only way to fill the hole. And it's God's design for you. The reason you were created, God's purpose for you. And if you don't aim at God for the answer or go to him and ask for the answer or pray for the answer or get that kind of direction or counseling from a biblical perspective of saying, who am I and why why am I here? Oh, my goodness. I mean... Good luck figuring that out, and you'll try everything. And this is why 
we'll see folks bounce from rehab to rehab, you know, and and, and, nothing, and not find purpose. Yeah, nothing's going to satisfy. And, and I think one of the things I love that Jordan Peterson talks about is that life is suffering. And you were talking about people want that security blanket and, and with the parents. And we're just, you know, we are really, really fortunate in the United States. And we take so much for granted. And you didn't grow up here. So you have a completely different perspective and grew up with a lot of things that just aren't, weren't even in my, like, in, conceptually, I was not aware of at all. Um, but just... It, life is unpredictable, and you can't, you know, can't count on your plans for tomorrow, and life is suffering. The world's going to shake, and you have to have that firm foundation on why are you here, and know what that is, that you have a reason to get up in the morning. And I talked about last time um, about how depression got me to that rock-bottom place, and I really had to, what helped to get me out of it were or people that came around me, but I really dove into the why am I here and started seeking that out and went through counseling, a lot of prayer, just really went into those kind of questions in prayer and it radically changed my life. It it made me excited to get up in the morning to have that kind of revelation and that reason um so it's huge and it's so important and as somebody that battled depression and suicidal thoughts which i know so many people have struggled with like i want that for people like there's and we talked i think i've talked about this too how we're all essential um pieces of the puzzle I think that's extremely important yeah this that's one thing that just really flat out ticked me off last year (laughs) sorry i didn't interrupt It just absolutely got me to a boiling point. Like when you start saying who's essential, essential work and not essential, who's essential. What absolute horse crap. Every single human being, every human being, race, color, creed, skill set, talent, whatever, is essential. We're created with a purpose. And so when you start, when people, it's almost like, it drives me nuts, just like Christianese. So we talk about <laughs> things like it just rolls off the tongue. Oh, essential workers. Who's not essential? Yeah. Who, who's not essential? Everybody yeah. is essential to somebody. Everybody. Mm-hmm. The two homeless guys that sleep under the bridge, and this is real. This is real. This is real conversation that I'm telling you. And I always say, I don't talk about stuff I haven't experienced. I don't read books. I don't have time. Okay, maybe I should, but I don't have time. I don't vicariously (laughs) live through other people. I don't regurgitate other people's opinions. I just, I can't stand it. The two homeless guys that sleep under the bridge together, that make an agreement who's watching and who's sleeping, they're essential to one another. They take care of one another. They look out for one another. Who are we to say who's essential and who's not essential? Thank you, nurses, for doing your job, but it's your job. You're essential. Okay, great. So is the truck driver. Yeah. So is the teacher. So is every mom. So is every parent. So is everybody. I mean, who's not essential? This and so, so this is absolute nonsense, man. No, and you can feel it when people don't show up. Like it. Oh, there, there's a hole. Like it's yeah. And I know that we've 
in business, we've tried to fill those gaps on our own too. And it's, it's hard. Or you've been in a family where maybe a spouse or a parent has passed away, like there is, or divorce, there's a hole. Like you, yeah, everybody is really important. And when we don't show up, it definitely makes a difference and hurts. That's the show up. That's the term. We've got to show up. Not The term is not be perfect. The term no. is not have all the answers. The term is not, you know, never do wrong or be without sin. There was one and you'll come again. It's show up. Show up. Be humble. Be willing to learn. And look for your purpose. Look for your destiny. Find it. Find Why am I here? Why am I here? What did God create me for? And if you're not a believer... You know you're asking those questions anyway as well. And you try everything else and nothing fills the hole. Because I'm telling you, there is a design. You were made. God says, I knew you before I crafted you in the womb. He also says, I set your inheritance aside before I crafted you in the womb. It's almost as if, you know, I can just paraphrase. God looks at the world and goes, I need to create Philippa. Because Philippa is a piece of the puzzle. She's a solution. And anybody listening, you were created for a purpose. So when people say, I also, and I may be stepping on serious toes here today, and that's the bottom line, okay? <laughs> uh, when people go, well, well, that our, you know, I had someone recently tell me that their fourth child was a mistake. Oh, no. oh sorry, it was an accident, was an accident, okay. right? It was an accident, right? And I go, yeah. um, what do you mean was an accident? Did you... Well, we didn't even know we were pregnant. So how was it an accident? You didn't create that child. <laughs> You're a tool in God's hands. That child's not an accident. That child is divinely created. You know, these real issues where people go, they play God. You know, and so, and if you've said that and you listen to this, please change your language. You know, it's not, no, no human being is an accident. Yeah, that's spoken over so many people though. Like It's a word curse. It is such a word curse and it's... Yeah, like conception is a freaking miracle. Like one in eight women struggle to get pregnant. One in four have lost a child um, like through miscarriage. Life, life, life. Woo. Even yeah. when you just see, you know, when you, when you see an animal, an animal come to life, a little, a little chiclet coming out of the egg or just <laughs> an animal being born, life is so yeah. fascinating. It's amazing. It's a miracle. There's no accident. Literally. For real. And we need to stop saying those things. We have to start speaking life. Um, that's extremely important. So something that has been really helpful to me is that I believe our purpose is in our design. Right? So ha- who you are um, is going to kind of show you. It's it's like your DNA blueprint of what you're created to do. So we have, like, I'm going to take your sister. So this is a girl that would be running around singing all the time so much that you guys would duct tape her mouth shut. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, look, not proud of it. But look, Ilanka has the the most unbelievable voice, angelic. (laughs) The girl just wouldn't stop singing. I mean, we couldn't listen. Like I was a huge Bon Jovi fan and a Roxette fan, right? And this is, I mean, late 80s and 90s. She would sing every lyric. We could never hear the original artist. Because she would be singing, right? And she would roll the windows down. So, yeah, we always had this battle about Ilanka later listening to the music. But but she was born to sing. Yeah. And, and to and to worship and to ultimately to worship God through music, 
right? And to write songs. So I think there there are things about you that are unique and different and amazing, and it it's something that the world needs. Uh, I know for myself, and I forgot this, um, but that I, I had a box full of, and Word documents full of half-started stories and a, a box full of comics and stories that I had just completely forgotten and abandoned because that was not... Um, pushed in life or praised um in my circle and environment but and I read all the time so like there's there's things like that it and there there is a purpose and a blessing um in that too it's not just yes it's going to bring you joy I think that's that's important like everything that that I'm doing now I find so much purpose in but like joy, just so much. Yeah, people. Joy. You know, people say, "Well, Yaku, how do I know? Why, why, how did God create me?" Definitely, the people, folks who don't believe in God, right? And that's fine. You know, they'll you'll discover God. I mean, it's amazing, and what a discovery! Mm-hmm. But, but I always tell people, what what are you talented at? Mm-hmm. Because what you're called to do, God's going to equip you, whether you believe that or not. He's going to equip you, and so. It's not that hard to figure out. The tougher thing is to fine-tune. Is when you go, okay, I'm called to entertainment. Well, that's pretty vast. I'm called to sing. Okay, now we need to start fine-tuning. And you know, I've worked with so many artists. Tens of thousands of artists that we have coached in in artist development and music. And some people may not know that about me. But I mean, (laughs) an an enormous... Enormous amount of artist development. I've helped develop over 200 artists. It's been on, you know, combined to voice an American Idol. And when you work with a singer, and they go, well, I sing. Okay, what genre? What's your, what's your voice? Mm-hmm. Not your singing voice. What do you have to say? Okay, so God's called you to entertainment. He's called you to sing. He's called you to write songs. And now you start fine-tuning it because that's too vast. You could... And many artists get lost. They never find their, you know, their place because they don't know their voice. Not the singing voice, their voice. What do you have to say? So once you know where God's called you, it's going to line up with the talents that he's given you. And this is when so many people go, I'm called to music. I'm called to be a, 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 you know, a singer or a worship leader. And then I put them in an audition and I go, no, you're not. (laughs) Well, that you're mean. No, I'm not mean. I'm going to save you 10 years of your life because you're going to chase a dream that's not for you. You can't hold a, you can't hold a note. You're tone deaf. You're not, I mean, this is not where you're going to make an impact. Go pray again. And then some of them that actually do, and this has happened, you know, mm-hmm. come back and go, you know what? I'm really good at numbers. And I go, do you like accounting? Yes. And then they become this amazing CPA. But for, but they had this idea, maybe because they watched American Idol or something, that they were going to be a rock star. And somebody along the line has to be honest True. and say, love you, sing in the shower. How many times have I said, in a, and I'm using that as an example, but once you find that line, okay, it's entertainment. Okay, the talent is there. Mm-hmm. Now the work starts. I mean, I don't think people really know how, for those who are really successful yeah. at anything in life, it is an enormous amount of work. It is trial. It is error. 
It is refinement. Years it's repetition. Rep- nothing happens hours. overnight. Yeah. And so either they, 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 they come across what they're really called to do, right? And they go, I'm looking for my calling. I'm looking for my purpose. They come to that place. They, in their mind, see the end result. And that's euphoric. And that's amazing. And then they wake up to the reality. There's a mountain to climb. <laughs> and then they go, oh, no, no, no. I don't want to climb a mountain. Yeah. I just want the prize. Yeah. The finish line. Mm-hmm. And I go, well, wait a minute. You are now where you're called to be. Yeah, but this is tough. It's going to be tough. <laughs> what <laughs> you have been created, what I've been created to do, is not easy. Or any, or everybody would do it. I mean, and so, and then also Paul writes about being, you know, be, being content. Being content is not just like we we'll sit and say, okay, well, I don't need to do anything and there's nothing more to accomplish. No. It's be who you were created to be. And not somebody else. And not somebody else. <laughs> and and don't when when you're created to be, you know, an accountant to want to be the rock star. Or when you when you were created to be the worship singer to want to be the, you know, to, to want to be something else. Once you discover Okay, this is my calling. Because what you're called to do will bring you joy. Yeah. It will. And it will impact the world. It's supposed to. It's supposed to change yeah. people's lives. And it will take a lot of work. And you will be and you will be able to make a living out of it. God will provide. He feeds the birds for crying out loud. Will you say yes to where you're called? Lives will change, but you're going to have to work. But you have to say yes. So true. And you talk a lot about, we, we've talked about this, about um, having a plan B is planning to fail. Um, I I keep thinking about that that often. Like for us, I know like there is no plan B. There is no, like this is, this is why we're here and this is what we'll do. And, and there is a lot of use what it, what's in your hands. I think, you can get very caught up in the the end goal, the end vision, um, and just start moving. <laughs> I think that's really important. Is yeah. you first, you've got to yeah, you've got to know, you've got to start seeking what you're supposed to be doing and and why you're here, what brings you joy. Um, know that you're needed, and and being in your lane too, I, I think is extremely important too because. You're not going to be satisfied doing what someone else is made to do. You're not. And yeah, you're not going to do as well at it. And yeah. it's... Golly, you just said something that's so important. Just move. Mm. Just move. It took me, you know this, and I did interrupt you. I'm sorry. I want mm-hmm. you to keep your train of thought. But you, that is so powerful because it took me a long time to not share the full vision. God, I'm... God's made me a visionary. I see. And that's tough because I see the end. And then I go, well, okay, how in the world do we get there? And then I go and I share that vision and it crushes people. (laughs) No, some people should not see the full picture because they look at it and they see a mountain. Yeah. Right? They get completely overwhelmed and it crushes them. And so for some folks, they just need to see the next step. And it's ironic where scripture says, I'll be a lamp to your feet yeah. and a light to your path. But it's first a lamp to your feet. You just see the next step. 
take the next step. Take the next step, right? And and you wake up. I always say you stumble on blessing. I mean, you take the next step, but you got that's to cool. move. And you know, that's awesome because when I first started praying into this, for me, like, I was just seeking and just asking God, and I heard an audible voice. Believe me or not, that is what I heard. And, and felt like God just gave me the next step. Very clearly told me one thing to do, to reach out to one person for one project. And that was the next step. And 10 years later, um, I'd written a, a Dove Award nominated script with her. But at the time, that's what I got. I got that one step and it was scary and terrifying. And But I also know I heard something very clearly, an audible voice um, felt like was from God. And so I kind of knew I needed to go with it. Um, so yeah, that's really cool. And I think, I think that's awesome of God too, that he sometimes is kind enough to just give us the next step because it's very it can be very overwhelming it can it can be overwhelming even when you see the full picture you know because and this is also why we talk about small victories you've got to celebrate small victories yeah you have to and that i'm going to do a whole show on that right but you've got to celebrate small victories because because most people quit they quit (laughs) or they don't they go wait wait a minute i'm called to do this now this is tough no, 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 I need it. I need some. This is, you know, this is Jonah. Yeah. No, that's tough. I'm not going to Nineveh. Send me anywhere else. But I'm not talking to those crazy people. I'm not going there. And so I think, you know, why is it so important for us to find purpose? Because I think innately people want to be happy. Mm. People want to be happy. I, I saw something yesterday. Um, Chester. Um, uh, what was his last name? The singer. I'm talking about Lincoln Park. Lincoln Park, yeah, lead singer. Benning, Bennington. Yeah, Chester. Uh, you can go look this up, but I think it's his wife posted a couple of days or a week or so ago, and she posted and said, "I just want people to know what what mental illness and what depression looks like." And it's shocking. Hours before his death, there's a video of him laughing with his family, playing games playing like a board game and eating and laughing, you know, and that roller coaster, you know, and so, and it is, it was very sobering to see. You go, okay, wait a minute, how, what happened? What happened? And, and so many people I talk to that have been struggling with alcoholism, alcohol, right, for instance, they truly would tell you, I don't know what happens. I don't know how I get there i don't know i'm happy i'm and then and then i'm just there right and so and it's almost like time gets lost like there's a time gap and ultimately it's people want to be happy people want to be loved they want to be happy they want to be accepted and i think deep down even if people don't realize it they actually do want to help others Mm -hmm. they want to but they don't know how and then you know and then they get hurt and they get abandoned and then bitterness comes in and then there's just this massive slippery slope where they just lose a decade and wake up one morning and 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 you know they're stuck in the same job and the rut a job they took because they felt like they were not going to be able to make it and to make ends meet and i'm not frowning upon any job every job is noble every job is necessary right 
But there is a difference in your life, you know, and I do, sure. when you find joy in what you're called to do, and it, and it, and you go, I, I don't want to, I wouldn't want to do anything else. Mm-hmm. I, I would do this for free. Yeah. This, and and then when you actually make an impact in other people's lives, that's when the purpose comes full circle. That's when so it, true. that's when it really starts to to count. You know, I don't think I know a person that hasn't been affected by suicide. And it's such a, uh, I think we've been lied to or we, some people try to believe that it only affects <laughs> um, the person that does it. But that is such oh, a lie. Oh, no. It's, oh, my gosh. It's the it's, ripple it's effects. It's horrible. destructive. Absolutely destructive. Yeah. It's it's so horrible. Um, at but and I think chasing after happiness is is bad too. I think that's why people hop from different careers and different partners and different identities or whatever because they're trying to seek a high or happiness that doesn't last. And joy is different though. Joy is I can stand in the storm and and smile and laugh like my it's it's something in your heart and. Um, yeah, joy is innate. It's internal. Yeah, it's a piece that comes with it. And happiness. It's almost like people watch a show reel of other people's lives, and they go, "That would make me happy." No, <laughs> no, um, not really. And, and, and trust me, the territory that comes with you don't want people always go. I want to be a celebrity, mm. or I want to be a professional athlete. You better pray and make sure that's what God has for you, because. We, you know, we, that's why I say don't ever judge another man if you haven't walked in his shoes. It's so different. Every calling is so unique. Unique circumstances, unique challenges, mm-hmm. demands, you know, all different kinds of things. And so I think people need to, in peace, just I encourage everybody listening. Go, if you've never done this, come on, man. What can you lose? Let's get to the bottom line and go pray and ask God, why am I here? Why did you make me? And even if you say today, I'm the atheist. What are you afraid of? What are you going to lose? You know, or the, or the person that's church hopping or religion hopping or faith hopping. You know, you've done everything from Kabbalah to Buddhism to, you know, what do you have to lose? Go to what we call God. God of the universe, Jesus Christ, and just say, hey, why am I here? What in the world? Why am I here? And just yeah. just maybe, man, just maybe a light bulb's going to go off. Well, there's, a, there's a verse, one of God's promises, and he says he's faithful to all his promises. Seek and you will find, knock and the door will be open to you. So I think, yeah, you ask and you shall receive. So... I think that's very important to do and that's what that's what I did. I kept asking, I kept knocking and and he answered. Why why is finding why is helping people find their identity so important to you? Because I know what um have not having vision <laughs> feels like. I know um that perishing feeling um and I don't want that for anybody and I know the effects of suicide as well and how that's affected my life and my family and 
you know, um, in, in your book, you know, Arise with Katie Walker. Katie Walker, mm -hmm. shout out to Katie Walker, amazing actress and yeah, Katie, <laughs> human being and, and writer. But in that book, it's it's about raising up women of influence and helping them find their identity. For me, I, I'm telling you, man, I you know I don't get emotional about very. I mean, I am passionate, but I don't get emotional about. But, but something that really gets me emotional is when I see a human being in their place. Mm where they're supposed to be right, and yeah. they did the work mm -hmm. and their moment arrives. Man, that gets me every single time. It brings me such joy. And, and if we can help people get there, that is, and sometimes it's helping them first be free, right? Uh, when we talk about sex trafficking. and But if you can help people develop and find their purpose and find their line, those are gifts that never stop giving and and it sets people apart forever it it really creates you know this place where they are forever set apart it's just it's fascinating so i want to ask you just some stories of some encounters that you've had or 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 any any of those elements where you feel like you've either seen someone find their place or not, or you've had the opportunity to speak into somebody to find their place in, in, in their purpose. Yeah. Oh, thanks for plugging our book too. Um, Katie and I wrote Arise and that message itself has been extremely um, important to me. And I think it's impacted so many people as well because it's about how you know we matter it's about the influence that we have and I think for so long I didn't believe that me showing up meant anything and um I think you were <laughs> you were uh really adamant about you know Philippa when you when you don't show up people miss out they miss something and yeah. I had never looked at it that way but yeah. I started to see that, you know, the words I said impacted people. If my mood was um, negative or down, it affected people. And I just, it just kind of opened my eyes to, you know, maybe uh, one of my, my friends said this that's really stuck with me. You don't have to be loud to be strong. And I think I was surrounded by a lot of strong, but loud, loud, strong people in my life where I felt like, wow, I don't fit. I don't fit into that shoe. And because of that, what I say and what I do doesn't mean anything. And this was a really life-changing message to me to realize that it just really opened my eyes to the influence that I did have and changed my perspective on everything and just gave me a little more responsibility um, with what I do with my words and my actions and my mood and just everything. Um, so that's been extremely, um, just going back to that real quick, that's been very important um, to me. So, and coming off of that too, like there's there's been a lot of people that that message has changed too. And to see them go out and um, 
start affecting their their families and their yeah. friends and like it's 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 huge um so i think when people really grasp um that that truth that i there's a reason i'm here and it's not just you know cuz if you're if you are a talented musician and you're playing for the high and like you will burn out too cuz i was the track athlete that was very good and I burnt out. Um, you're going to burn out if you don't have that um, that purpose to where it's it also blesses people. Um, yeah, it's got to be joy, but it's also joy to others and, and raising others up. It has to. It's not sustainable. One thing you said, you know, when you when you find, and I did say that to you. I said, hey, you when you don't show up, someone. People people suffer, and that's not a guilt trip. It's just when you yeah, don't. Sh- when, probably needed it. <laughs> no, when you don't show up, people lack stuff, you know. And, yeah. and so, and that's every human being. And and I I'll, I'll also say this: everybody is leading somebody. Hmm. Everybody's lead. people are watching you. The listener, you may say no. People don't watch me. I'm not. A, yeah, they're watching you. There are people watching you, watching your actions, what you do. Some people imitate, try to imitate, ask themselves why are you happy in an area that they're not in their life? How can they get what you have? This is just human nature and it's happening. So we have to become way more intentional yeah. with our calling, way more intentional with our gifts, way more intentional with our time. It's got to count. It has to count. And so some people may say, well, Man, you never want people to take a break. No, yeah, take a break. Take a break. Very important. Refresh. Absolutely. Recharge. Yes. But but that's momentary. And you know, that's for a moment. And then get back out there and make a difference. But you can't until you you don't find that true joy, the inner the inner joy of what you're doing, you know, is blessing others, it's blessing you, it's making you happy. And it's driving you to, you know, to do more of it, you know. So. And I don't like what our culture has kind of um, set up as just try everything until you find something that fits kind of Yeah, thing. oh my gosh. I think it's a huge waste of time. And, and then you also are trying to kind of fit yourself into different things that you probably aren't made to do. Um, so just... With a lot of things, like I really don't like that philosophy. I think it's very important to just pay attention um, to, like, especially you as a child. Like, what made you happy? Yes. What are you yes. gifted in? What are you? Drawn I say to? this to people: the your dreams you had. I'm not talking about when you were three and four, and you go, "I want to be a firefighter," and next week I want to be a police officer, and the next week I want to be whatever a doctor. Twelve through fifteen. 10 through 15, those desires in your heart. Mine was six. <laughs> well, six for you, seven, it was maybe yeah, younger. Like, okay. Yeah. But for, for most, those young desires of your heart, you got to pay attention to them. God placed desires in your heart. And you got to pay attention to them. And then you got to see which of those line up with your talent. Which of li- those line But skill is complete. You acquire skill. Talent's given. You cannot increase talent. True. Impossible. Go try. Go see if you can run a, a you know a four three forty. If you're not a four three forty guy, it's not going to happen. Okay. You can improve a little bit. You can get skill, and you make improvement. But talent, the desires of your heart. 
when you were young. Go dust those off, dig them out, match them with your talent, find the ones that where you're, where you're actually gifted, mm-hmm. where you have something to say to the world, something to contribute, right? That's unique and it's you. They're gonna, some of it's going to line up with some of those desires in your heart. And that is where the calling is at. It's not this trial trial by no. fire or trial by error or, you know. No, and it's probably it's, a really unique way to do things, too. I, I believe that, um, yeah, if two people were alike, one person wouldn't be needed. Like, you are a solution to problems. And you may not have that solution yet. You may not know who you are yet but it is important that you you do because um i definitely believe that the world needs you and when you don't show up we we're all missing out yeah the world's robbed mm-hmm. and and again it's not a guilt trip it's just it's just a more to point that you matter you know and so and and it's in relationships too it's not just this this big career thing we've talked a lot about career but in relationships too and people are really the most important thing here and so like these solutions could be to to help people in different mm-hmm. ways now, i'm not even talking career i'm not yeah. talking a career it's a calling but if your calling is music okay are you supposed to be a recording artist or are you supposed to sing to orphans are, are you you know are, and you, where are you called and what does your music to? speak to and what does what your voice say it's not all to. just you know fanfare in hollywood i mean it's it's purpose and it's making a difference. Like, like we make we make films and I it's a lot of work and a lot of people oh, and people a lot don't of money. Know. Oh people don't oh know. My. <laughs> oh my gosh. So true. If people know that ten dollar movie ticket, well that those days are gone. That sixteen dollar movie ticket but, you know, and it's and it's an hour and a half, two hours and you go, Oh, that was cool. But the it's amount of work. So much work and you know, we have kids and life and a lot of things we're doing too. And, you know, I was talking to some actors I really love and respect and just said, you know, I couldn't do this without a purpose. Like, yeah. if if this show or this film, like, had no purpose, if it was just The actresses just a fun that story. end up in acting only because they're pretty mm. and Hollywood embraces them and then they literally get entrapped and they're morbidly depressed. Because they were never called to act. They're not supposed to be there. But they're there because someone pushed them there. Well, and they're still... A, a or or they don't know who they are. Or they don't know why they're acting. Whatever. And it's and many different things. Yeah. How many students did I study and then never, never practice in that, in, in, that, so in, that, in that degree, right? And so... But, like, the reason why I love filmmaking and... Praise God I get to do it with you, which is amazing. Um, so, yeah. It's easy for me. I get to direct your writing. It's, <laughs> it's not hard. But, like, I love it because it, there's a Because the writing's so good. Well, there's a purpose to it. Like, it's not just to make... Well, thank you. But it's not just to make yeah. a good, a fun, a, um, you know movie or whatever but it's there's a message you know that actually never crosses my mind it actually is never about well this needs to be entertaining i don't know i just don't think that way i never go well we need to entertain we you know uh, you know i hear that scene in my head by gladiator when he's standing in you know in the coliseum yeah are you not entertained did you not come here for blood and thirst you know it's basically what he's saying are you not entertained why are you not 
because it's a, because it was so gruesome. I thought you're here just for this. We can't, it can't just be entertainment. I never think that way, actually ever. Not one time on the pieces set that we filmed recently that I go, oh, is this entertaining? <laughs> I don't worry about entertainment because if it's moving, it'll mm. entertain. Mm. If it's real, it'll entertain. Mm -hmm. If it's authentic, people are fascinating. Fascinating. True. You know, the characters you wrote, if they're real, they will inspire, they will move, they will upset, they will tick people off, they will, I don't even, just get emotion out of people again, get people to just react again about, to feel something, people don't feel, their feelings get hurt, but they don't really feel, mm. it's very superficial, and there's a difference, offense and deep emotional connection, feelings, even the word feelings today is misappropriated. They're just talking about taking offense, quick offense. Yeah. Like really feeling pain for somebody or love for, or joy for somebody. That is when people know that they're alive. And if we do that in film, it'll entertain. I'm not worried about does it entertain. So does it true. move people? I, and, I, and that's why we did eight days was nobody was telling these victims stories. And... It wasn't okay to just do a documentary and talk about facts and make it feel far away and um, just analytical. But I, I really thought it was important that people not just read either, that they feel, that they see it through her eyes. Um, you you remember I told you, we're going to mess people up. Yeah, that was a... Intentionally. Because I it, told the it crew, I said, I, we are going to mess people up. Knowing this. Well, why would you want to do that? We're talking about sex trafficking. People should be messed up. It, they should mm -hmm. absolutely be, you know, have a vile feeling in their bowels of going, how can this exist? Otherwise, we're not doing our job. You're playing a game, you know? The movie Taken, one little scene. and uh, Come on, man. Well, it's about the dad, too. So if, no, but, I mean, yeah. if you're going to do something, let's really move people. It doesn't mean every movie has to be that heavy. But if you're going to write a comedy, why just make people laugh? Why not make people feel and laugh and cry and have compassion with the character? Because it's life. And, and so ultimately, you know, we're back full circle to people want purpose. They want to know why. Why am I here? What am I doing? Where am I going? And then when it gets a little tough, they'll pick up a label. And so I'm asking the audience, the listeners, do not just pick up a label. Do not jump it's on a band, bandwagon. Don't do it. It's a waste of time. Don't, don't serial date opportunities. <laughs> or people. Or people for that matter. Yeah, please. But, but it's about purpose. And go back to what you felt when you were younger and line it up with your talents. And like I said, just... Have a conversation with God and ask him, why am I here? What am I supposed to do? And for many, they have heard what they're supposed to do. Mm. But they don't like it. Oh. They don't like it. You're going to go there? Yeah. Yes. They don't like it. <laughs> and because they don't like it, now all of a sudden, otherwise they don't hear from God or God is wrong or, or they don't like it. They want something else. We try. Not saying what you want. I'm saying what you were called to do. Very big difference. I think the the older I get, and I'm not that old, but the more what? I've kind of settled into. You're young. <laughs> oh my I feel old. 
feel old. Come on, what? But um, I feel like the older I get, that there's less of that. Um, there's less of that pressure to try and, you know, measure up to anybody else and to try and fit into things. And there's a lot more grace in the journey. Um, I think it's really important to, to give yourself grace because you can look at, oh, this is one of my favorite things to say. Um, I'm not where I want to be, but I am miles from where I've been. And if you just keep taking a step, um, you'll end up miles away if you keep going yeah man i had a massive shift i i love it i have these shifts and really because of i mean god's just used you to just as a catalyst to create shift but i've had a, another shift recently i've always marched by the beat of my own drum there's no question <laughs> right and i've always i've and this is no joke when peer pressure when i see peer pressure i intentionally go the other direction yeah like, I can't stand being one of a crowd. I don't like being told what to do. I can't stand yeah. being one of a crowd. I can't even stand wearing, you know, uh, you know, a shirt that I realize a lot of other people wear it. And it's just, I, I am, I want people to be uniquely individual. But a, mo a most recent shift is just, I just don't care anymore about whether people approve or not of yeah. what I'm called to do, Right. And that was such a different universe than I grew up in because it was such all about yeah. it was all about approval. Mm. It was all about a coach's approval or having a father figure and that. And so my identity was influenced by other people. Right? Well, I did that too. I yeah. was such a people pleaser, and I think I think we just. My mother has this saying. She says everyone has a sign on their head that says "Make me feel important." We want. To know that we're we're valued and we're loved and we matter and we're important and when we don't feel that we definitely seek that out. I think that's human nature. And so to have that um, innately um, in you, where you don't have to seek it out from people, where you like I have that from God, and that's I'm set. It's my foundation that when the storms come, like it's not going to wreck me if people don't like it or don't like me or whatever I've really gotten to the point where I'm like I don't care I like me <laughs> and that's like huge for me to not be no it's a good right I, love your neighbor <laughs> that's amazing everybody quotes that love your neighbor love your neighbor that's not the scripture love your neighbor as you love yourself which means you first have to understand who you are why you're here in order to love you for you truly for you before you can truly unconditionally love a neighbor. Otherwise, it's a bunch of virtue signaling, mm. right? It, for approval. Yeah. For approval. And, and it's, just, it's just what it is. And so we just can't go there. I want the audience, I want every listener to find, and maybe you are in that place, then be encouraged. Be encouraged and, and, and press on and go forward and, and, and swing harder and go deeper and, you know, well, the first part, because context matters to me, the first part of that verse is um, love, the most important commandment is actually love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind. And the second is like it. Um, love your neighbor. Love your neighbor as yourself. Yep. Um, so that's extremely Because again, yeah. not loving God, impossible. Mm. Big statement. Impossible to truly know yourself and, and love yourself truly. Because... 
to find identity is not easy. Um, to pick up an identity is pretty darn easy today in this culture. Oh, it's suffocating. You can pick up anything. I mean, you could you could be anything, and you could you know fabricate history and fabricate stuff. And I, you know, I always say that I had a coach. I two different coaches, two different statements. You know, one coach said. Who are you when you're alone on your pillow at night? Because those are your real thoughts. That's the real you. It's not always good. The st- exactly. <laughs> the stuff that no one else can hear. No one else knows. You know, you can't hide from yourself. You can't run. You can't hide from God. You can't, you know. So number one, deal with that person. That's good. Okay. And then another coach who coached at Jacksonville Jaguars uh, he uh, he said, man, I believe in giving players a lot of rope. A lo- and we could call it grace, rope, opportunity. Mm-hmm. But a lot of rope. And whether they hang or swing is up to them. And so sometimes in life, all we can ask for is just an opportunity. But I say this often. You do not want the opportunity to come before you're ready for the opportunity. <laughs> Because so you true. will you will miss it, you will regret it, you will know that you missed it, and then bitterness comes in. And I'm not saying it's just once in a lifetime, but I don't believe in that mm. at all. God, if, if you are pursuing God and you're pursuing your purpose, the doors are going to open. And and if you go off the off track, He has a way to bring you back. It may be painful. Yeah, learn a lot of lessons, been there, done that, but you but you'll come back, and He redeems time. But it is about purpose and it is about identity. And so reach out to us. Let me know. Uh, anybody out there, you know, if if you feel like, man, you need more support, we can definitely throw some resources your way and steer you in a direction, have a conversation with you. But it truly is the bottom line of this show is I want you to find the place where you can change the world. You can have an impact in people's lives your skill set, your, your talent lines up with it. You can add skill to it. God's given you an innate ability to be in that lane. And it's going to ultimately bring you joy because you're going to, you're going to feel joy, but you're going to experience what happens when you surrender what you've got and the purpose you have to God, a greater power, and it changes people's life. That's important. Last word for you, Philippa, on identity and purpose. Just, you know without vision people perish and show up because you matter and the world we miss we miss things when you don't show up so um yep there you go spoken by philippa (laughs) via me to philippa we miss things when you don't show up you matter you have a purpose you can make a difference you can change the world this is the bottom line with jacob boy and thank you for joining Talk to you again soon next week. Please subscribe to the podcast wherever you get your podcast and share it with all your friends. That is, in fact, how we get to more people. And give it five-star rating. Thank you so much for listening. We appreciate you. God bless you. Talk to you soon. This has been The Bottom Line with Yaku Boyens. Follow me on Instagram, Free Space Social, and yakuboyens.com. Till next time.